The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. Sunday night, the 18th of August. It is. Uh, we are in the midst of the booze and the blues, as we uh, as we do each and every Sunday. Tonight, a uh, very fun night ahead of us. Um, old people in chairs is uh, I'm told is, is the act, but it's but it's not all it's that. The truth. It's, it's the truth. He says. <laughs> Danny Green is here along with uh, Reba and Wayne Russell. Uh, thank you guys for coming in tonight. Well, it's a pleasure Thank to be here, hon. Well, we're glad to have you here because it's uh, it's always a thrill to have uh, the experience of the of the music veterans around, and uh... we are that. Yeah, <laughs> Danny, it's been a while since you've been down here. Been yeah, four, what four or five years? Something like that. Yeah, I I had learned um, that in your past you were a jingle writer for the commercial advertising industry. Oh gosh, yes, <laughs> about forty years at it. Yeah, that's an industry that has uh, taken one on the chin, unfortunately. Well, that's true. But it, it helps you become a wordsmith, you know. And I like the language and putting words together helps you helps you write songs. You know, I uh, I just wrote little thirty second songs. Well, yeah, uh, Reba and I were talking upstairs about that very thing, and you know, with this being a commercial radio station, that's something I I think we we need to bring back because there's there's too often there's like. Oh, so you're in the car business. Let me get you in my folder and get a car jingle. You know, and they just they, they've had them and they've used them for every yeah. dealer in the planet. And you know, they need they need new stuff because these commercials, frankly, gotta, they kind of clear that ADI, man. Got to clear <laughs> you it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> I know exactly what that is. <clears throat> but you know, hey, times change, and that's the way it goes. That's yeah, the but, truth. but music sells stuff. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, it really does. If you've got a really great jingle or you know, it changes it changes people's attitude for sure. But well, I think better than print. For well, sure. absolutely, because it becomes more memorable. You know, to the point if it's hooky enough, you're singing it. You're, if you're singing a jingle to yourself in the car, exactly. Then then they've got you. And the trouble is, some of the worst ones are the ones you remember. <laughs> I know, I know. Isn't it something? <laughs> they're they're because they're awful. Um, when I worked at uh, at Clear Channel, um, one of the things I did as a production director is I had to dub spots, you know, into the system. And a Bluebell ice cream comes to mind because we had to cut tags for every one of those spots. Mm. Available at Superlow, available at Kroger, you know. So you had to do all this, all this. So I'd hear that that stupid spot probably five hundred <laughs> times, and I'd be in the car like several hours later going, "Man, some bluebell ice cream probably sounds pretty good about now," you know. <laughs> and it was an awful, awful jingle. It was a stupid hokey country crap that they did. Head, though, you know? Oh, but but yeah, it did what it was supposed to do. Well, the the thing is, I mean, one of the selling points is how do you learn the ABCs? You sing them. Yeah. You know, music works. It does. It works. Helps you remember. Well, and that's why I'm, it, it, I, on uh, Wednesdays we have uh, B.J. Banks from the uh, um, Bartlett Songwriters Alliance come in here. And he's doing a bunch of stuff where he's trying to get music back into the schools in in, in city oh, of Bartlett. And when I was in school, I you know I was in the marching band as a bunch of other kids were, and, and you learn some really important stuff that that does carry with you later in later in life. And for them to just take that out away from those kids really kind of pissed me off. Well, yeah. I, you know, I, music is power. I mean, it just is. Mm -hmm. Music has the power to wake up somebody with Alzheimer's. It has the power to teach you, like Danny was saying, how to learn. Right. Um, and it has the power to change somebody's mind. Yeah, it does. About something. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> I think we, we don't utilize the power of music 
uh, to to our best uh, no. ability at all. It's emotional too. It's passion. <clears throat> it, it can make you feel good, bad, happy, sad. Yeah, you remember? Mad, you remember know? in the uh, in the '60s with all the civil rights stuff and the music that was coming out of here at that time was very very reflective of what was happening in the world. And it was some powerful stuff that was coming out of this town and many other cities around the world. Absolutely. You know? I mean, Bob Dylan. I mean, look at the stuff that well, he did. Poet, though, well, I think some of these younger people are are, are doing that, too. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's why, to me, it's so important to have music and arts in school. Um, because, look, it saved me. I was not interested in studies, but music, chorus, and stuff like that kept me at school. Yeah. Um, kept me interested in going to school and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I think it's important. I think it's wonderful that dude is trying to get it. Yeah, it is. Um, it's 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 an uphill battle to a certain extent. You know, I, mean, I think he's making a lot of headway in that. And it's uh, it is it's it's frightening uh, to see what's happening to some of these kids that don't have this at their at their available, you know, reach. And, you know, if you teach a kid music, all of a sudden math becomes a little easier and learning other languages becomes easier. And, and you become you know. kinder. You do. Is math. I mean, it's mathematical. I'm horrible at math, but, you know, I figured this out. I'm with you, Danny. There's only 12 notes. I suck at math, man. (laughs) (laughs) I check my bank account and I go, yeah, I suck at this, man. (laughs) But God God knows I know where a hook goes. (laughs) Exactly. The kids need the arts, though. I mean, I I don't to be required. Yeah, absolutely. What was it during the the Second World War? Uh, I think it was was in in England when – uh, Parliament said they were going to cut all of these, all these, uh, all these art programs and churches. Said them, what, what, what are, are we, we fighting, fighting for? for? Exactly. <laughs> this is this is our culture. That's this right. is what makes us who we are. You know. Well, it is humanity. Yeah, I love the I love the saying over at Memphis College of Art. Um, uh, artwork is work. Exactly. Oh yeah. You know, it's re- it's it's the real thing. No matter what it is that you do, whether you're a sculptor, a painter, a musician, a, a speaker, you know, a, a writer. Yep. That's, I think it's incredible. And look, you know, you're sitting here looking at people who don't have a lot of money, uh, and we're still doing this. Yeah. We do it in spite of that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's rewarding on so many levels. It's, Music you know, does that, though. It, you know, it gets a hold of anybody, whether rich or poor or whatever their physical ailment may be. They'll always have that, you know. Yeah, I just, you know, sometimes I think it's bastardized to, to, as a outlet or a, a, a way to make money. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it a is. little too often. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the reality is, is it's beautiful even without the money. It's important without money being involved. You're right, but at the same time, when you guys go play in a club and you're not getting squat for, for the gig, you know, what was it you were saying? That it's the same pay rate as it was what? 30, 40, 50 years really ago, is, yeah. you know, if you even included inflation and all that, it's still the same. Yeah, it's, it, well, they, they, they didn't include inflation. The <laughs> didn't. There's no cost of living in this but, business. you know, the yeah. truth is, I think everybody's steak on the road and hamburger at home. Yeah. You know, if you really want to to pull down some bucks, you got to get out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to get out there in the world and do it. And I think most people who... Uh, the cream rises to the top, and those people go do that sure. and uh, make a living at it. But there is no such thing as having a level, like somebody works at a company for 30 years and they rise in the company. Uh, music is never like that. It is feast and famine, no matter how popular you are. Right, um, and the road is hard. 
to be yeah. on the road. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. It, and but it's expensive. Yes. People do it because it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a hit anymore. You're so correct. Different different world. It's no it's I've learned a lot in the digital aspect of things, uh, putting out my newest CD, because I did all myself. Um, everything's different now. Uh, and, and there's so much out there, that there's no such thing as a hit. It may be on top 40 radio if that still exists, and it does in some, uh, some, some fashion. Some fashion or form. Yeah. And Billboard's still got a Hot 100, but... I don't worry about hot blood hunters anymore. You know, <laughs> you know, I, it's a question I bring up a lot of times with artists. It's like, what, what was the last million record seller? I can't tell you, man. And nobody can. Mm. Um, I mean, you have to go back a few years to find it because people just don't buy physical stuff anymore. No, it's, it's it's all disposable. It's, it's digital. digital streaming. And if you're yeah. getting your stuff off of like iTunes, you don't even own that. Oh, no. You know, you pay a buck for a tune. It's at the mercy of iTunes, and they can just snatch that shit right out of your right out of your <laughs> phone. You know, can we say shit on the radio. You can say whatever the fuck you want, Danny. The <laughs> <laughs> FCC doesn't control this, okay. man. You know, right on. Fuck the man. No. Power to the people. Power to the people. It's just free speech. God damn it. This is what it's all about. But but that's part of it. You know, uh, in the past we would get. You know, when I worked at 103, we would get music that would have language issues in it, and we couldn't play couldn't it. Play it right. You know, there was um, there was a time when I think it was right after the whole Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident uh, occurred. Clear Channel just put the lid on everything, and they pulled they pulled uh, Layla out of rotation. And I'm like, what the hell for? And they said because he mentions cocaine. No, it doesn't. Oh, no. Not in Layla. Not in Layla. The song Cocaine. Oh, song Cocaine. Yeah, the song Cocaine. And they pulled uh, Play Guitar from uh, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp because at one point he goes, well, God damn. But they, uh, um, uh, uh, Steve Miller Band, uh, uh, funky shit going down right. in the city. Mm -hmm. They had a radio edit version of it. It was funky kicks going yeah. down in the city, yeah. which made no sense. They do that. They used to do that a lot. They had the clean version and the real version. But the real version is what is what the it's artist what the, originally wrote, yeah, right? And that's important. You gotta have that out there, you know. So I love it when when artists, they, when they do it tastefully, when they do it right. It, it's right. it's like nudity in film, I guess. If it if it's appropriate, use it. But if you're doing it just to do it, it's not going to do anything. <laughs> you know? Well, it's been done. Everything's been done. Oh, everything's been done. Yeah, but yeah. to use vulgarity just as a as a crutch. As a crutch doesn't work. No, no, not but at all. But I'm sure glad we can say shit on him. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's been sitting here sweating it out all night going, man, I, I have to watch my took, mouth took in here. Take the load off, man. No, it's, no, take the load off, buddy, man. You can say whatever the hell you want in here. You're not going to, you know, and, if, and if, it's, if it's too much for somebody at home, you know, fuck off. They can cut it off, right? <laughs> go somewhere else. There's a or million just, things in the world. Beep. You know? No, not happening. There's no delay. Well, there's a no. delay, but there's not a, a, a manipulated delay, so such as it is. Um, so uh, the, how did all this happen with the three of you? What's, uh, what's, uh, We're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I, think, I think it kind of spurred from a few years back. I kind of uh, decided I didn't want to have the pressure of being on the road and carrying a band all the, you know, for, did that for a long time. Yeah, because you did it for and a while. I just yeah. kind of needed a break. Yeah. So... During that time, I was like, well, damn, I got to work. I got to do something. I just want to do something different. So I just asked Danny, you know, would he want to, you know, just hang out and maybe play some Let's know, just play for a little while. Easy gigs. Yeah. Just play some and stuff And Jack Holder like. helped start this, too. Oh, really? Yeah, he was 
one of us at one point. Right. It was just supposed to be a just a fun just thing. Just a fun thing. We're going to go no have rehearsal. fun. We're not going to. Yeah. We have a couple and, of beers, eat some wings, play a couple of gigs. And one of the and, yeah. rules was we're not having rehearsals. We're just showing up. Which they were songs. doing when we came in from up exactly. there. Exactly. They were I down here rehearsing. Yeah, she got all up. She got, oh, they're rehearsing. God damn it. We can't have that. Because <laughs> it's a rule. It is a rule. So, um, and I really didn't mean for it to you know, go on and on and on, but it's gone on and on and on at this point. Well, how long is on and on and on? I don't five, know. Five, six five years. years? Five yeah. or six years, yeah. yeah. Um, they and love I didn't us think, at meals. I didn't think we were going to be, that, you know, people were going to want to hire us. I just kind of felt like we were infiltrating some places, played at Huey's. We, you know, mm. we played at some different places, and and it was just fun. And turns out, you know, here we are. We're still kind of doing it. Are y'all are y'all writing together? Y'all writing original stuff? Or are you playing? We don't really other stuff. No, or? because that's rehearsing. That's rehearsing. So yeah. what we do is like if well, I write a song or Danny writes a song or whatever, we just show up and you learn it or you don't. See, Wayne just learned gig. one of mine. That's, that was the rehearsal. Oh, right, that was it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And we so, didn't play much of it. We yeah. just, yeah. It's in C. And, follow you know, along. It's yeah. like I come and I'll we'll be playing and I'll say something like, "Well." I'm going to do one Danny had never heard before, and he groans. He's like, oh, boy. Oh, God, I'm here so we go. I'm so excited. But we do it, and nobody's fired us yet. Or well, we've been us. friends for, I'm not even going to say, years. Yeah, we've been friends long, long enough. Friends. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. 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 We actually did gigs way back yeah. with we Jimmy. Did. With yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Some Jimmy Jameson. Yeah. Hi, Wayne Speaks. Oh, sorry. Hey, go on the radio, Wayne. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> no. So we've known Danny a long time. Yeah. Long, long time. Well, we're old. We're old people we're in old chairs. We're old people in chairs. Old people in chairs. And we specifically, I, I wanted people to know that we were going to be sitting down. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is a requirement. This is in my rider. I will be seated for this performance. doing uh, dance moves and stuff, so. No, not none of that flashy shit. No, no we're just jumping up in the air. <laughs> There's a time and a place and a reason for everything. Break our hip. <laughs> oh, that would be awful if that happened. Oh, that would be a great part of the show, though. Oh yeah, yeah, a broken Ambulance hip. Ambulance coming back door. Yeah. <laughs> carry him off. Carry him off. Well, on that, uh, let's jump into a tune here and uh, and uh, start laying it out there. We got po- uh, folks tuned in from all over. So uh, oh, hey, hey y'all. Hey y'all. <laughs> How's it going? Well, this is what this is what we do. I go back. Yeah. What are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna do? Okay. Well, let's do an actual, uh, true deep Uh-oh. blues tune. Okay. Um, this is such a lovely song mm. by the wonderful Bessie Smith. Oh yes, the lovely Bessie. Yeah. Um, I love this song for a variety of reasons. Uh-oh. Haven't done, have, haven't sung or played in a you know couple of weeks here, so this will be interesting. Judge your honor, hear my plea before you open up your court. I don't want no sympathy because I cut my good. I caught him with 
That's real nice. Bessie'd be proud of that one. I man. love Missy Bessie. Oh my God, who doesn't? I mean, that's that's such a great tune. Too. Telling the truth. Telling the truth. Living the life. Absolutely. <laughs> Living the dream, as, as it is said. Reba Russell is here. Yoo-hoo! I, hey, I dug that song, by the way. That was awesome. That's, that's a cool awesome. tune. It's got a great awesome, groove to it. Awesome song. Uh, Wayne Russell is here. He's uh, holding down the low end tonight. Danny Green is here as well. Say Danny- something, Wayne. Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right, you're done Peace. for the night, man. Yeah, you're Peace. good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, Danny, you you have played with a number of cats in this town. I mean, you know, I don't I don't want to like you know 
out the fact that you're like a, you know a veteran old guy. But, oh, I am. But you are. Yes. yes. But you've you've uh, you've worked the stage with uh, with quite a few cats in this town, haven't you? Already in the studio, yeah. It's uh, yeah, because you've been a studio rat yeah, for a while, haven't you? No, no, probably no more than Becky at all. But I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. But a lot, lot of good memories uh, for sure. Uh, with Nick, so Levon, getting to know Levon was a trip. Levon Helm. Yeah, I mean, what a wonderful man. Yeah. Well, what you saw was what you got. He, it was real. He seemed like a real sweet guy. He was from Marvel, Arkansas, man. Yeah. <laughs> he lived like whatever you saw on stage, that was him. He just, that's who he was. He was, he's an interesting guy. He actually, after you met Levon, after five minutes, he made you feel like you'd known him all his life, all your life. You know, he was, he just wow. got, somehow got in and he would be that, that nice to you and that compliment. Like you were coming in his house and mom was cooking supper and, you know, come on in and come pull up a in, fork. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it, man. I worked with Albert King. That was an interesting experience, to say the least. <laughs> I've heard I've heard of guys working yeah. with Albert, and it's like a. But I had yeah. I had an edge on. I I know people that played with him, and it was a different deal. And he offered me to. He wanted me to go to Europe with him, and I couldn't at the time. I was running a production company and this, that, and the other. But I wrote nine songs for him, and uh, six had never been released. Three were released on an album called Red House overseas in yeah. Europe and Asia, but. Uh, Interesting guy, and I got to know him. He had nicknames for everybody. He started calling him Mr. Song Roller, and I called him Mr. Albert. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Albert, Albert, Albert. Yes. Yeah. And uh, but uh, I know I got to write, and I got to write some great tunes with him, and and some that weren't that great. But but he cut everything I presented to him. Which was this over at Stacks? It's Kiva. Kiva. So this is post Stacks, I guess. Yeah, post Stacks. Yeah. yeah. And actually, Don Nix had, had come up with the idea because Albert didn't read very well. So you would you would sing a uh, you would feed him a line. It'd be like it would be a separate headset in the in, to him in the vocal booth. He's got his guitar, his amp, and his, all of it's being recorded at the same time. But he didn't play what he, while he sang, so it didn't matter. Right. And uh, you would uh, feed him a line, like I'd say, Albert, on the night I was born, he'd sing, "On the night I was born." My poor mama cried. My poor, you had to feed him off time. Oh, which yeah, was yeah. really kind of, it, it, it took a minute to get it, but once you got it, I, I, I figured it out, and uh, it was an interesting experience, to say the least. I would imagine And he so. recorded, uh, like I said, everything I presented to him. We had a good relationship there for a couple of years, and uh, we went to, I'm sorry, but when he died, this was funny. Hey, we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Way to set it up, Danny. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> He passed away from whatever. I don't know what it was. But uh, anyway, Gary Bells, who owned, owned the studio, and Joe Walsh was hanging out there. Yeah. And Walsh had worked on the record that came out. and So we went to Albert's funeral, of course, and uh, Gary drove the Peabody limo with me and Walsh in the back seat. And uh, Oh, God. Yeah, it was oh. – we stopped at Strings and Things, picked up – because Joyce Cobb was supposed to sing Amazing Grace that morning. Yeah. She got sick or something, couldn't do it. So Walsh, they asked him to play play it on guitar. And so we stopped the strings. He didn't have anything. He didn't have a pick. He didn't have a guitar. He didn't have an amp, nothing. Yeah, we got all nothing. that stuff. He tuned it in the back of the limo and learned it on the way over there and then played a real spiritual version of it. I mean, it was amazing what he did. 
But I remember him walking up there, and they were expecting George Cobb, and Walsh walks up, and this was in the, one of his period times. <laughs> he, I know that time. He walked, yeah. he walked up there, and they're looking at him, and he said, they said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to play my guitar, and I, I just might rip one off for Albert. <laughs> you know, and, and scared them to death, you know. But oh, I'm sure he, he but did. But he was very gracious about it. Very, It was spiritual. It was really powerful what he did. And I was sitting between Rufus and Carla Thomas on the front row. So I'm thinking, man, uh, this is as good as it gets, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was very cool, very cool. Matter of fact, I'll, let's do this one. They've never done this one either. This is one they've never done, but it's one I recorded. I wrote this for Albert. I actually wrote it about Albert. It's that kind of deal. I mean, Did he record this one? He one? recorded this, yes. Yeah. And it uh, came out on that record called Red House. Every time I leave, 
Miss Lucy. He had his own tuning. <laughs> did, did he? Yeah, I mean, I had it written down because I tuned his guitar before we got to the studio or else we'd spend half a night trying to do that. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Did you hook him up with like a standard tuning or did he, no, would, no, he played he open? No, no, he had his own deal and I, I can't tell you what it was. I had it written down and I would tune that. It's a flying V. They don't stay in tune. <laughs> no, they don't. But no. he'd just bend the note to where it would be in tune. That's sure, what sure. But he had his own little, little tuning and uh, like I said, I would tune it. Before we got there, it would save us some time, and uh, it was like it was it was an educational, humbling experience because he was <laughs> powerful at the same time to watch him do that. Yeah, those open tunings that that, that guys like that would have would, was almost like a poor man's copyright. You couldn't steal that song if you didn't know that yeah, tune. It's hard, but you couldn't play his stuff. <laughs> no, he's left-handed, upside down, backwards, the whole deal. You know, yeah. uh, guys that uh, you know cover bands that will play like Rolling Stones music. They've never figured out what what Keith Richards was doing, and they get close, but it's not the same. And you can hear it if you oh, yeah. if you if you understand music, you go, "That's not quite that's right." Not quite it. <laughs> close. But that ain't didn't it. Take that big yeah. E string off. That's, what, that's one thing. One of his tricks. Yeah. His, his hands got so bad he, he took to take the big E off. Yeah. And just leave his plays the treble strings. Yeah. Don't. Five string guitar. It was. It was. He said it took a f- five strings, nine fingers, and an asshole to run the whole thing. Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> it was no left mind. open to interpretation as to what was what. I think, but you know. <laughs> oh, that's all true. That's yeah. that's beautiful. Um, I need to uh, grab this break here. It's time for our evening news from our friends at FSN. We'll continue on. We've we've got we've got a, old people in chairs is what we have here in the studio tonight. Um, <laughs> everybody's giggling. It's like, where's the bathroom key? I gotta, I gotta find the bathroom key. Got the key to the bathroom. <laughs> Reba's over here leaning back on. Will you hurry the fuck up? <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight. We have uh, old people in chairs tonight. <clears throat> We, and Everybody are, snickers are when I say that. <laughs> There's a bunch of old people in chairs in here tonight. Uh, there There's go. more than one. There's more than two, three. Of them. We haven't had to, you know, drag out the prune juice uh, yet, but uh, you know, no, it's, it's no, a little no, bit no, early. Uh, Dan, Danny Green is in here. Uh, Wayne Russell, Reba Russell is in here. Reba, uh, you and I were chatting earlier before the show. You spent some time in this room before I came down here. You used to sing down here uh, with various projects. I did, and I I, can't, I wish I could remember all of them because they were really during different different times. Of time. Yeah, um, you were probably down here during uh, Leeway Records when uh, Brad Dunn was Leeway, down. Leeway, yes, um, yes, that sounds Chris right. Chris Lee and Brad Dunn down yep. here, back before this this window and this wall was here when this was all one big room. Yeah, and, and there was some one of my one of my favorite projects I worked on in this room was with John Kilzer. Oh, lovely John. What a sweet that man. That was an amazing session. I miss him. We all do. Yeah, I miss him. Hey, well, that, was, that was a tough one. 
That was uh, yeah, it was you know, it was pretty passing. darn tough. But it, you know, I think in a way, it was sort of an example of how far down people can get and, mm -hmm. and still maintain. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You There's, know, I there... mean, he was maintaining the very best he possibly could all the way up to that point. And, uh, you know, as mad as I want to be about it, it's not fair to him. No, no, you're right. It, I felt the same way. Um, I had met him several times and had been a big fan of his music. Um you know, you, you look back at some of the, the videos that he did back in his heyday, right when he was really breaking, right. and you think, oh, my God, what a talent. And you don't think about the demons that, that people right. slay, you know, that they, that they try to fight their entire life. And, you know, his passing kind of bring, brings that up, and you have to think well, about that kind but of thing. The, I think the most beautiful part of it, you yes. know, is <clears throat> that what we were talking about earlier, music kept John alive you know yeah it kept him it kept him going yeah. moving in a forward direction and brought him to God um, you know the fact that he got so messed up that he finally found a way out of his pain yeah and for a long 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 time he was great he was doing that ministry music ministry thing right. at one of the churches here in town yeah. and at st john's downtown. yeah st john's mm -hmm. and he would invite a lot of musicians that were fighting the same demons that he was Absolutely. to come in and just enjoy it and and play with him and yep. you know it was very relaxed it was very cool and it was very calming for a lot of folks yep. and it was a very important ministry and i think it helped scores of people sure um which is why you know it really kind of freaks us out people who kind of knew him pretty well right. not great obviously um but yeah when these sorts um, of things happen you know it does it does kind of bring the focus back into our own lives right you know to and i just extent. think it you know i don't know i wish it wasn't the way it was but i enjoyed recording his music in this room yeah and it's a great memory for me yeah because you did some other stuff down here too didn't you yeah, I think I did some uh, Sandy Carroll. Oh, Sandy Carroll. I uh, love Sandy. Jim Gaines. Yeah, Jim. And um, But I was trying to think. I think I did Jingles here, too. Did you I really? I don't know why I think With that. this guy I over here? I, no, <laughs> we did a lot of Jingles together. But. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, have we done some We're going to take that fight up in the parking lot later, by oh God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. He's a jingle king, and uh, you know it's so funny. That's an art. That's a very. It really is an it's art. a very specific art. It's is really what that is. Thing. But with Becky, I always knew. Well, I go. I got Becky coming in because she's Becky to me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That's just what I call her. That's, that was her name. It is when my I first name. Met her. It is my <laughs> name. That's her name is Becky. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, read it to know, the rest of you miscreants <laughs> that are listening in. I just say, you know, we look. How many are we doing today? We're doing two. Becky's doing it. We'll be out of here in 20. You got to figure it out, yeah. But it was, but it is sort of a, a challenge to be like the fastest, because then <laughs> you really price. feel like they owe you the money. Yeah, you know? yeah. You, oh, yeah. It's like, like I did I've, this in yeah. seven freaking minutes, man. <laughs> I've done that as yeah. a voice actor when that when they would call me up and say, "Hey, we want you to cut a spot," and I'll nail it like you know, like in the like two takes. 
And they go, how much are we paying you for this? I'm like, you're paying for the voice, not for the ability to read. I actually wrote a lyric for NBC Banks, who it was, and it was an agency that you would all know the name. But, uh, I mean, I took it in there. I mean, I just wrote it in like 10 minutes, and I took it in, and he said, well, write another one. I said, why? This is it. This is it. You know, (laughs) write another one. And this was a young man running his father's company that told me that. Go write another one. And I said, let's go show it to your daddy. And he, when he showed it to the, the old man. And he looked at it. He said, what's wrong with it? <laughs> you know? In other words, why are you making him try to write? This is it. You know, the old man agreed with me. So, sure, yeah. You know, there's a we paid all this that. money for what? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, but that's the business. And by the way, if you got you your checkbook with you before yeah. I leave you yeah. today. we got to settle this up here. Old. You know, the meter's yeah, been yeah, running for a while. There's still, I mean, I hear some of my jingles from, I mean, 20 years ago. Are they still running it? Oh, they're still, they still running it. Oh, it like blows my mind every time I hear it. Boy, howdy, had Damn. you been in SAG-AFTRA, um, the residuals oh, well, would be... That was why they got away with it here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Because it's a right to work. It's a contract buyout. It's a local market spread. Even if it goes national, it's a local market deal. Yeah. You know, and you don't you don't get paid. Yeah, I was the, like the, come to Tennessee, we're playing your song. I was that oh, yeah, yeah, I know and that I one. I've heard it. For that yeah, freaking yeah, yeah. thing. You it, know. Just, it pisses you off. Yeah, well, it does. When you, when, you, uh, when you get into the nuts and bolts of it, it's like, God damn it, why, why did I not negotiate this correctly? <laughs> well, because they wouldn't have hired you. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, it's, really- it's back to the the Tanner Company, and not getting into that, but that's where we learned how to how to sing jingles. Damn it, you can mention whatever you want to, brother. I, <laughs> no, but, you know, fuck them. I mean, get shot, man. <laughs> but then it came, became media general. But, well, yeah, that, after it that. became media general, but it was it was a jingle factory. We had jobs. I, mean, I remember when I went went there and got hired to be a lyric writer, and I said, "What time we got to be in?" They said, eight thirty. I said. To write? <laughs> you know, A.M.? in the morning? Are you kidding, Are you you kidding me? You shitting me, really? And so I, <laughs> I got my, I always could get the workout. So I, I just, they'd have the secretary sometimes would call me and say, are you going to come in today? And me, I said, okay, because we'd always have a meeting at the first thing. And, and then I'd just go lay on the couch like in there, you know, yeah. <laughs> until one or two o'clock in the afternoon, and then knock two or three of them out and go home. Sure. But we learned, you know, they were just singing yeah. them all day long it was down there. A yeah, it was a school. So what you were doing, you were just writing. We, were, I was writing lyrics. You pick music that's they've already recorded. The band is already recorded, and you just relyric it. Is what you oh, do. I see. For some for somebody, you know. Oh God. And, all right. Uh, it's just you relyric it, and then I started producing them and and uh, running my own deal after that shut down. But, <laughs> so you were performing on a bunch of those too, weren't you? Oh, yeah, it's weird. You're on vacation in Florida or somewhere, and, you and they call you up. And you think, it's like what Becky's talking about. That's me, you know, but I only got paid for it once. <laughs> yeah. And here on the yeah, other you lose that residual money. Yeah. in Florida somewhere, Alabama or, you know, California, whatever. Yeah, that's I'm that guy. <laughs> you know, that would be the that would be a great name for a book or a documentary. I'm that guy. Yeah. You've heard me a million times, but you don't know me. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember. Champion makes it easy to own. Oh yeah. Champion. Yeah, that's you. Oh, and that freaked them out. That was the first rock jingle they ever recorded. <laughs> <laughs> one of the old writers who these guys were great over there. You got to hang out with the music writers. Worked with people like Sinatra and Dean Martin back in the 40s and stuff. And the head writer, you know, he was walking by the studio when I did it. He said, what is wrong with you, man? 
well, who's, are, are we selling that? I'm like, yep. <laughs> that's what they wanted. And that's what they, they couldn't believe it. Well, you know, you got it's 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 the sizzle that sells the steak, as they say. Yeah. You know, but that's what you guys would do. I mean, you would sit in there and. <laughs> hey, man! In this town, they if you can make money in music in any fashion, you you do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you yeah. do what it takes. Yeah, yeah. it's shorter. Just I mean, you know, I was on salary there. I quit and went to run my own company, and then the guy flaked out as. as Several have done over the sure, years. Sure. And I ended up going back there as a freelancer, and I made more money freelancing from them than I did when I was on salary. You know something? Then I had my time to myself, too. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a little easier. Yeah. Same with you, Miss Madam. Hey, hey, but look, you know, the writers of these jingles, I just come in and sing them. I don't have to deal with the <laughs> yeah. client. Yeah. Here's your sheets, yeah. you know. You come in, and like the jingle writer, you walk in, they go, okay. Yeah, when, when they say that to you, it's like, it's, like, it's a home run. Yeah. Easy. And so, yeah. this is the God's honest truth. This was not Danny's jingle, though. Let Thank me you. just say this ahead of time. Well, sure, yeah. But I sang a jingle, and I, I wish I could remember the company's name, but it was Concrete and Insurance. In the concrete same, and Insurance. Concrete and Insurance in the same house. Yes. Well, lay a oh, slab and we'll insure it for I you. I remember piano and guns. Piano and piano guns. Piano and guns. Yeah. <laughs> this is an example of a shoe shine in a liquor store. Go, okay, yeah. I'm going to sound real pretty. Yeah. I mean, about this concrete nature's thing. Yeah, yeah. You just learned to I'm sing the phone book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's you like still when don't you pay attention to what's written. I mean, you just sing you just the words. You just you just and do it and put some kind of emotion and. Something Sometimes they're cool though. Yeah, occasionally yeah. you get it. Well, this is like, like what you hear on television. What we're talking about. Some of them are really good, and uh, that I like the Daisy. Daisy cottage. You do a dollar for Daisy. I mean, yeah. yeah. Sour cream. That's a good little jingle. It is a good jingle. <laughs> and that was yours, was it? No, hell no. No. They got paid for that. One. <laughs> they got paid for that, and they're still getting paid. Yeah. Goddamn it! I don't yeah. know. Where's my check? Uh, hey, I just got one thing to say to you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, your hospitality here is off the chain great. Very nice. Well, thank you. I thank appreciate you. that. Appreciate thank it. you. No, we're glad to have and, you guys down here. While I'm at it, I'd just like to say, you know, Mark Caldwell was probably one of the kindest, hardest working blues, mans, all men for the blues, and I appreciate it. You know, you get him full of whiskey, he'll fight you in the parking lot. Man. He'll strip that shirt off and go, come at me. Come at me. We're going. You know, Spell, be sure to get oh her address right. I think I missed that. That's hard to believe. It could happen. It's, you know. I kid. No. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, this 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 station is, uh, has been a labor of, of love and every other emotion on the planet. Um, and if I could run it, if I would, if I were happy with, you know, if I could live off of that love and emotion, I'd be a happy guy. I'd be a very wealthy man. Um, You're a Memphis you know, musician and don't know it. <laughs> In a way, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's something to it, and and you know, there's people that seek this sound out from all, literally all over the world, and and when they hear this, they they they're just astounded by the amount of oh, talent it's a great that just place happens. To be from. If you say I'm from yes. Memphis, they go nuts. You know the musicians. And I tell that to bands all the time that you know you'll you'll get these artists that'll move here from wherever, right. and they'll say, uh, "Man, this is, a, this is a great city." And I'm like, "Look, base your band out of here, but don't do any business with these bastards because they will fuck you over." <laughs> go play Jackson. 
go play Nashville, go play St. Louis, you know, Louisville, Kentucky, hit Little Rock. You'll make money. You'll make bank. Memphis is a great city for that, but it's a tough town. Yeah. It's a very, well, very you tough town. Have, here's, here's how you make money as a creative person. You wear a lot of hats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to hustle. If you can wear a bunch of hats. You can eke out a living. And, you know, nowadays it's not, it hasn't gotten any easier because you have to handle your own distribution. Oh, yeah. You've got to handle oh, your no. own promotions. <laughs> you know, there's people out there that will help you for a check, but you're still going to get screwed sometimes. They all want a piece of it. No. To do anything for you. I've seen it happen. We'll make a record, and you hand them the disc, and they sit there, and they look at it, and they look at their phone in the other hand, and they're just waiting for it to ring. I'm like, you don't get it, dude. <laughs> you know, you, you no, just. that doesn't work. The real worked. work just happened. I you wish know. it worked. I wish it worked that way. But really, this industry is really set up to kick your ass. Oh God, yes. I mean, physically. Oh yeah. You know, people don't even take the physical part into account, much no. less the the travel, the stress, the you know. The marketing, the, time, the promotions, the, money, the, the market, you know, exactly. All the time stuff. on the phone, the emails, the. But there yeah. are people who are so freaking great at it. You know, it makes the rest of us just go, dang. And they're young. They're dang. young. We're not young anymore. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> to be fair, guys like Eric Hughes does a great oh, job good. of that. He's you know, good, yeah. But he works his ass yes. off. Yeah. He really yeah. does to really push what he's doing. And he does a hell of a job with it. And when people come into this, they don't understand that immediately when you make a record, there are 30 or 40 people that are going to stick their hands out and go, you, give, you, you owe me. You know, it's like you well, have you to say no. From, you got to love it. Like Beck was talking about, you got to love it from something beside the money. Because I love being in the studio. I was my, I don't know, I found a place when I came over and started working. Mm. You know, being the gopher in the studios, watching, learning. And finally I get, you know, uh, Jack Holder had key to Arden. I did too. We could go in there after everybody was gone. We'd stay in there three or four o'clock in the morning playing, you know. I mean, just recording, learning how to do it. But you gotta want to. You gotta you gotta love it because you don't do that. That's right. You know, people, you just don't stay in there and learn your art, create your and craft it and craft it and craft it and spend hours and hours in the studio. A sacrifice. Well, Nobody yeah, knows you, sacrifice. You do sacrifice days, something. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, But because, I think that's true with anything that you have your heart in. Yeah. Not not necessarily. But you gotta have it in this. That's what I'm talking about. You gotta want to. Yeah. Because you know. What's what's he old saying? Ten thousand hours and you're a master of anything. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. And and, yeah. and quite frankly, that's bullshit. Because especially in the arts, it's far more than that no, ten thousand hours. It's a life. It is a life. It has to be a lifetime. Um, and it's you know, and that's why so many musicians need help and are sick and you know. Well, yeah. You hear a lot about it because it is a. Uh, it's not an easy, easy. You don't get the retirement the benefits no. <laughs> unless you get a hit record. You're, you're in essence no. self-employed the second you step out of exactly. that world, and you know, and that's why with but, what. But I mean, know. if you weren't interested in what was going on in that room, you wouldn't be working there for damn near nothing all night long, watching the door and answering the phone. Yeah. It, because it's not it what you know, just because it's a cool place to be. Sure. I mean, because after the doors are shut and people are recording. It's not that cool a place to be out it's in the like hall. You be, you know? No, it, it can be what? kind of a little <laughs> slice of hell, really. You, yeah. it, it's, you, know, you don't necessarily want to be anywhere want to near that. And, but to me, yeah. I remember looking, I would look at a two-inch reel of tape, a new box, and it was like an empty pallet. Oh, That's yeah. That's the way I looked oh, at it. Oh, yeah. I said, wow, we got, we got a 
Brand new three hundred fifty dollar roll of tape. We got to put. Something we got a good blank on canvas. Here. What can we do with <laughs> what this? Can we do yeah. With this canvas, yeah. Man? I remember Holder in there one night. He decided he wanted to cut everything himself, and that that, that meant do it all. And this was way before drum machines. He was he had the snare drum and he had binoculars and was looking at the VU meters through the control and hitting the snare drum to make sure he was getting the right levels on the mics. I've done something similar to that in here. <laughs> Seriously, because we'll set up in here in, in, this, in the big room and I'll, and I'll have that window open over there and I'm over there looking at the, at the meters making sure, all right, all right yeah, we're getting signal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you, you have to do it. You learn, you learn, you know, how to do that. I don't know. I think all that's easier now, too. Oh, it is. It is. It's easier, but... but you cut, when you can cut and paste and auto-tune, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Auto-tune is awful. <laughs> and quite frankly, I think to a certain extent, a click track kind of sucks, too, when you're dealing with, like, blues. It so, helps. It, it can take off, but it also helps the drummer. That's the main thing the click track's for. Sure. Seriously. Well, yeah, and that, and if you're going to add drummer, other musicians to it. Track, yeah. You got a click track. You don't have to listen to it, but have it there. If you got a bad drummer that day, but everything else works, a good drummer can come in and fix that drum. Oh yeah, that's what that click track's for. <laughs> and then you got the people that just they can't keep time, so <laughs> hell, they shouldn't be in there anyway. No, they couldn't but, count. It's like what the hell are you? But doing the blues there? thing, I understand what you're saying. It, it can take some of the feel out of it. Well, there's a lot of dynamics in blues. Well, as yeah, you know, the beautiful thing about blues, though, like the real deal. Even though it seems like there's a rule, there's not a rule. <laughs> You know, well, it's true. There's no real rules to it, it. To like a novice, you can think it all sounds the same or something like that. But if you're really uh, listening hard, generally, there's some off time happening. There's some slowdown. There's some, uh, you know. Somebody's doing something a little there, There's something little that might speed up in here or slow down. There's those, 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 those dynamics. there's yeah. a beauty in that. To yeah. Me. That's um, what. But as long as everybody's doing it together. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point. And it's okay. I, you know. Was it was it Willie Mitchell said everybody needs to slow down because we're gonna we're gonna get the same stop at the same time. <laughs> you know. The, the bus is gonna hit here, we gotta get off of there, you know, that kind of thing. It's fun. Studio is fun. Studio can be fun and it's also very intimidating for a lot of artists. Well that's why you I've seen that until you get past that. Yeah. That red light fever. Just get away from it, don't even pay attention to it because Hey, if you fuck up, you can do it again. And yes, sure. I did say that on the radio. Well, yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> we're live right now, so, you know, what happens, happens. And such as it is. But at the same time, at the same time, I'll tell you this, there could be in a, in a, in a split moment, you catch that lightning in a bottle. Exactly. And when you have it, you've got it. And it's, it's there. You yeah. know you can do it. You don't have to call it up every sting, single time, but you know that it's inside of you to make that work. And it, well, and it and works now, It works magic. It's but beautiful. But now more than any time, you're not making, you know, you might spend, you know, just a conservative number, you know, 10 to 20 grand on mm -hmm. an entire project or whatever. Uh, even 10 years ago, it was way easier to sell four or five thousand oh absolutely oh now, god yes so it's it's hard to get your you know when you're going in the studio you just better know you may yeah, not you're even break it, you even get it right if you're paying for in it. the first two yeah. years now you may make money on it over time the internet leveled all but the playing fields so much that really it hurt crazy. a lot of folks you know and that's and why that's why you have really have to want to do it and so spend money pro on tools it. and cut and paste i remember oh. seeing john fry take and joe hardy take a piece of two-inch tape razor blade to edit 
and cut stuff. cut yeah, those holes out of the tape. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, uh, you know when I when I work with guys, it's like look, most most bands that come in, they don't have a whole heck of a lot of money to spend. It's like look, three, four, five hundred bucks. Let's get something done so you right. got it and get out the door. I'm not here to break your balls. Right. You know, you want something that you need to get gigs with. Let's make that happen. And it and it opens up a lot of doors. It opens up that creativity Look, because you, you have know. to have some sort of. You gotta have something, and you can't just do it in your bedroom, for God's no, sake. No, you can't. It helps to have somebody who's got a pair of ears. And I'm not th- I'm not saying I'm the best guy at it because I'm not. I've got guys I can call and say, Hey, listen, this guy'll come in for thirty or forty bucks an hour. He'll help you. He'll help you make a record. Right. Something you can That's take out of your show them how to do it. Yeah. That's yeah. the most important thing you can do for somebody. I'm All a producer sure. does is tell you yes or no. That's all. That's it. You know, do this, do that. I don't want that. I want this. This, and he's putting his own oral picture in his or head. Or she, he, or she, or she. God, forgive yes. me. It is putting <laughs> putting his picture in his head. Okay. Or her head. I said it. Never <laughs> <laughs> mind. I'm out. Bye. I hear you. No, oh, honey. Oh, come on. I'm not talking about you. No. no. I'm talking about these people that might be listening. Oh, oh fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. On that, how about a tune before we pause? <laughs> yeah, we know what song's coming up now. Because well, like Reba's going, yeah, here's a, here's a tune called Aw oh, Fuck Em. That's what it is. Yeah, don't don't, don't, do don't get her to do that, because yeah. she will. It's in C major. In okay, I, all I have to say, ladies and gentlemen out there in listening land, I just have to tell you what time it is. <laughs> what time is it, Reba? It's time for women to rule the world. It's time for women to
can get behind that. I think it's a good idea. Well, my inadequate self and my penis are going to take a break. We'll be back coming up in a moment. Mark Caldwell from the Memphis Blue Society will have our latest uh, the latest news from uh, from uh, from this fine organization and more. So stick around. Danny Green, Reba Russell, and Wayne Russell are here. So stick around. What's up next? Up out of the break. Radio Memphis. Uh, Reba and Wayne and Danny down here tonight. Thank you for making that happen there, Mark. Jeez, this is uh, a couple people chimed in. I mean, Memphis royalty. I mean, well, it, it is. It's it music is. royalty without a doubt. It really is. You know, I can't I can't complain oh, about this. Is. This is it's great so good fun. To have here. It really is. Thank really you for making is. this happen yeah, tonight. Yeah. yeah. I heard from Natalie. She's in Hot Springs, uh, Arkansas tonight, uh, soaking up, uh, you know, the mineral water and, uh, you know, gambling a bit probably, you know, knowing her. <laughs> That's a cool place. It is a cool place. It's a fun it's a, place. It's, it it's a fun town. And they have, they have gambling now. Don't, can't you, you can gamble now at the – don't they have full gambling at the uh, – They do, Oklahoma yes. Um, the, the way the Arkansas the, – the way that I understand the laws is that if you have racing, you can have a casino. Oh, is that okay? Is that how? It so, works? Okay. why you have the dog track over yeah, in West, over Memphis. West Memphis? Yeah. So you okay. have Southland, and they they have the full casino, and they did the same thing with the the horse track down there. I see. Because they have their season that runs from was it like uh, late December, January through like April? Yeah. Is their yeah. horse? But the, but they have a casino going all the time. So. Not bad. Well, I hope Natalie's having a good time. I'm sure she That's is. That's a cool place. It is <laughs> absolutely. So what's going on with the Memphis Blues Society, well, my friend? Well, I will go over some of our. Uh, this is the. Uh, Memphis Blue Society gig and event calendar for the week of Sunday, August 18th. As I like to, I like to go over our jams first. Uh, the Memphis Blue Society sponsors two blue jams, and this is every week. Uh, every Sunday, 4.30 to 11, uh, we've got the Wild Bills Juke and Blues Jam that's hosted by the Juke Joint All-Stars over at Wild Bills. And that's at 1580 Valentine. And again, that's 4.30 to 11 on Sundays. Uh, every Thursday, 7.30 to 11, at Brad Webb and Friends Blues Jam. And that is over at Rock House Live on f at 5709 Roll Out of the Green. That's a hell of a uh, show. Uh, every time I talk to Brad, I mean, the amount of jammers I've got, I'm starting, I don't know how he gets them on stage, but he's, he's pulling them off. <laughs> he's, he's working his magic over exactly. there. That's what he does. Exactly. <laughs> it's a cool, it really is. Uh, there have been some musicians come in there. It's, it's a cool when some of these bands are coming through town. They, some of them, they will stop by the jam, you know, while they're touring through. So, some cool stuff, though. It really is. Oh, sure. Uh, okay, now the third Tuesday of uh, August is coming up. This is next Tuesday, August 20th. And I do believe you're doing the MC. Yes, right? I do. Yes. Um, That's and a cool jam. This is the Raw Blues Band Big Jam with Jack Rowell and his band over at Lafayette's at 2119 Madison Avenue. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, we, we're averaging, I think, it's like 18 to 20 jammers somewhere that's in there. That's good. Somewhere in the, in no, the, that's, not, that's good. And, and Lafayette's is a fun place. It's a cool it, room. It's a cool, great room. Really you really go is. hungry, go thirsty, because I got you all squared away. And everybody over there is so nice. Uh, the times I've been there, it's been it's been wonderful. Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm just happy he's got that jam there. It's a, oh it's sure. A, you talk about centrally located. That's I think it's perfect. like three dollar cover. I think will get you in the door. Um, you it's know, nothing. it's nothing. No, it's three nothing. bucks. No, you know, it's nothing at all. It costs you two bucks to park in the garage. Three bucks to save five bucks, buy one yeah, less beer. Exactly. You know, that it's, kind of thing. It's a cheap evening. It's a cheap evening. It's great, great music. Now, on Tuesday, <laughs> you can't go wrong. No, but uh, anyway, please uh, if you're if you're a bluesman, blueswoman, want to come out and uh, be partake in that jam, or if you're a blues lover, of course, it's great musicians coming. So anyway, this is this Tuesday, August 20th at uh, Lafayette's, 7 to 10 p.m. It's a Royal Blues Band Big Jam, Jack oh, yeah. Royal's jam, uh, band. 
Uh, Southern Avenue is continuing their summer tour. Um, this coming week, uh, well, actually, this a little bit later, it's uh, August 24th there in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So oh, really? A bit of a yeah. break this week, but on yeah. August 24th there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, this week at Blue City Cafe, um, Earl the Power Banks plays his usual Tuesday night show. Uh, Blind Mississippi Morris plays Wednesday night. Uh, Sean Bad Apple and Hibbley Casino on Thursday the 22nd. That's a show. Have you seen Hibbley Casino, by the way? No, I haven't. A, no. You need to, that would be awesome to see Sean and Hibbley Casino together. But Sean is it's, awesome on and of himself. I, awesome. I cannot imagine him with a band. That must yeah. be huge. Yeah. Well, it's two separate. I mean, it's. Oh, it's two separate they acts. They play after Sean. Yeah. I got you. That'd be a good night, though. That'd yeah. be a good night. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Sean uh, Bad Apple uh, in Hellbilly Casino this Thursday, the 22nd, and Friday, the 23rd, uh, Blind Mississippi Morris in Hellbilly Casino. Uh, Saturday, the 24th, Earl the Poor Banks, Blind Mississippi uh, Morris in Hellbilly Casino. Again, that's all this week at Blue City Cafe. Um, over at um, Roboki Cafe this week, uh, Vince Johnson and the Plantation All-Stars, they are there this coming Monday and Tuesday. Eric Hughes Band on Wednesday and Thursday, 21st, 22nd. And um, then to close out the week, um, Jerika Singleton, um, he does not get up here very often, but this guy is an incredible guitarist. But it's uh, what's, what's Jerika his name Singleton, again? and he is at Roboki Cafe this Saturday, the uh, 24th. Okay. At Cafe, but yeah. uh, Drikus, uh he did an album release here maybe two, three years ago at yeah. Lafayette's. But yeah. uh, good guitarist, good guitarist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Over at uh, Blues Hall, we've got um, Delta Project on Tuesday the twentieth. Oh yeah, Johnson. set, set uh, some bell money aside exactly. for that show. Those <laughs> exactly. guys are dangerous. Uh, they're, oh, they're that's fun. a great show. It's man. a it great really show. Um, you will be entertained. Yeah, and I'll talk about that in a minute at the winery, too. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vince Johnson and Plantation All-Stars are at, at uh, Blues Hall this coming Wednesday, the 21st. Um, then we've got um, Vince Johnson and the Plantation All-Stars. They are there this Saturday, 4 to 8 o'clock. Sure. Uh, the Tap Room. Um, I always like to talk about Big Don's band. Uh, Big Don Valentine's, three-piece chicken and a biscuit. They're so much fun. They are. That's a fun act. They are at uh, the Tap Room down on Beale Street this week, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And uh, that's pretty much the regular gig. He's yeah. there every one, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah. And uh, Delta Project closes out the week at uh, Tap Room this coming Saturday. They are there from 9 to 1 o'clock. Um, Doug McLeod, he is continuing his tour um, this week. He... On Friday the 23rd, uh, Doug is at the Fred House in Covina, California. I would love to be at this show. Saturday, August 24th, he's at McCabe's Guitar Shop in Santa Monica. Oh, wow. That would be – that's wow. a storage shop. Yes, it is. Yes. That that will be a cool show. That really will be. Oh, they'll burn that thing down to the beach. Yes. Anyway, he is there both on Saturday, August 24th and Saturday, August 25th. Again, that's McCabe's Guitar Shop at Santa Monica, California. Yeah. That'll be cool. Okay, we got some cool things coming up uh, here this month. Um, I mean, this week. Uh, this Friday, the 23rd, and Saturday, the 24th, is the Otha Turner Family Picnic down in Senatobia, Mississippi. Oh, the goat, yes. Yes, that is an awesome festival. You really need to go check that out. Again, that is this Friday and Saturday, August 23rd and 24th at Senatobia. Uh, this Friday, August 23rd, 7 to 10 o'clock at, at the Delta Blues Winery. We have Doc Fang is in the Remedy. Um, Friday the 23rd, this is kind of cool. The Barcades Reloaded, this is their 55th anniversary show down at the Halloran Center downtown. 
also, uh, this is going to be good. Uh, this Saturday, August 24th, right here at Ready, in the Radio Memphis studio, 739, Zeke Johnson and Diana Stein-Kabakoff. They're going to celebrate the Blues uh, Legends' birthdays, and they're going to celebrate Mose Vincent specifically. I think what so, I may wind up doing for that show, I may pull the Hammond in here uh, for her to play. That would be nice, Rick. Um, it's not that big a deal to yeah. get it around the corner, but yeah. you know, uh, to, to make that work. She is – Diana Kavakoff is so much fun to be around. She is incredible. She is incredible. And 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 to hook up with Zeke yeah. and and the whole thing with you know him leaving the uh, um, uh, Center for Southern Folklore and yeah. putting this thing on the air, when he called me and asked me about it, I, I was like, absolutely, let's do something. This is cool. It really is. We were exchanging messages last week, and he's like, well, somebody said that it was like open to the public to come down to the studio. I'm like, whoa, hold. <laughs> Oh, hold up a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, not necessarily. There's kind of an invite-only type of thing to come down yeah. here. We do, we do like to bring in folks, but you know you have to be careful with that because there are there's no ex- water down here. I mean, you yeah, have there's to, not exactly stadium seating. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you'd be at, you'd be out there in that room and you would get a monitor and it would. Be, I know. Oh, you'd be better off listening to it at home. But yes. but Zeke is. Zeke is one of my favorite people. He is he so is sweet, and yeah. you feel like you're related to him. You in do. some, yeah, you know, it's like that's, you know, it's Uncle Zeke. You know? He teaches you like family. He does that. That's that's Zeke. You and know? you will learn so much. Yeah, yeah, really. From him, that's uh, he's wonderful. Well, I it's love so him. cool that you're starting that here now. I think on two the the Tuesday before that show, he will be on at about two o'clock in the afternoon. With uh, uh, Joel. Joel. Yeah, okay. And they'll do okay. like a little promo, and he'll and they'll hang out for like an hour, and he'll yeah. play like a couple of tunes mm-hmm. and kind of get you warmed up for the gig. Oh, that'll be perfect. So it'll be fun. Well, yeah, that, that Saturday uh, night will be huge. I'm so happy yeah. that uh, you brought Zeke here oh to the show. Oh, my God. So yeah, that's I, wonderful. You can't say no to Zeke, for God's no, sake. No, Oh, and have Diana here, too, Kapikoff. That's going to be good. Oh, it'll be. Oh, those two will go at it like an old married oh, couple. It'll be so much fun. That'll be good. <laughs> Excellent. Um. This Saturday also, there's a lot going on Saturday. Saturday the 24th, uh, the Bar Misfits are at the Rock House Live Memphis out on Raleigh the Grange. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Kudzu Kings, they are playing at Tepatinas down in New Orleans really? on Saturday the 24th. Oh, yeah. good for them. Yeah, they're doing their kind of getting ready for their anniversary show this uh, October. Yeah. 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 And I'm talking to them. Hopefully, we're going to be able to get the whole the whole the deal is to get the whole band here. So we're trying to. Mesh. We've been wanting to do that for a while. Yeah, now. if we can get everyone's schedules to where they can be in Memphis on Sunday night, that's what we're. <laughs> I know it's a tough it's, it's a tough order to call. Dog, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> these guys are just kind of spread out and they play yeah. so much and they are really special. They are. So uh, anyway, that uh, they're down at Tepatinas uh, this Saturday, the 24th. Right. Uh, now next uh, this coming Sunday. August 25th, 2.30, 5.30. Uh, Guitar Chains of Scrap, they are going to do, uh, from Delta Project, they're going to do a duo out of Del- Delta Blues Winery. This is part of the, uh, we just call it the Sunday afternoon series with the yeah. Memphis Blues Society at Delta yeah. Blues Winery. And that's out at Lakeland, Tennessee. So, you know, please, uh, it's it's a cool venue. It's a great atmosphere. Uh, please don't bring, no liquid, you know, don't bring any, any, don't bring your own no beverage. Alcohol. No, yeah, just... don't bring alcohol. You bring it. You bring a cooler with food, but just no beverages. Uh, they've got There's some great wine. There's plenty of wine there. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. will. They have all the wine and beverages there. So, but come on, have a good time. That's a. It's a, anyway. That'll be this Sunday. It's from, been going well this summer with with this whole thing. Yeah, it has been going well, and yeah. uh, we're waiting here. We may be. Able, we may have some shows. Uh, I think we may have one in September and October working on Oh, that really? Yeah, they're going to so extend still, a little bit. We're still yeah. working on that, yeah. Good, good. So it's cool. It really is. Good. 
Now, next Sunday here in the in the studio, we have our old boy, some uh, Sharina. <laughs> That's going to be a good show. That's going to be yeah. wild. It'll be fun. Uh, they're going to be here to promote their annual. This is the annual. R.L. Boyce Birthday Blue Celebration, and that's down in Como Community Park in Como, Mississippi. The actual uh, celebration is on Sunday, September 1st. That is the day before Labor Day. Yeah, day before Labor Day. Oh, my God, it's already here. I know. Man. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Three uh, in the afternoon to 1130 at night. So uh, That's a show. They've got a phenomenal lineup. Um, I mean, they always have a wonderful lineup. So this do, is do we need to build a band for uh, RL for this? Or? I'm still work with Shreen to see what they want to do. Okay. So I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let yeah. me know. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to go through the list. I mean, it's some of the greats for uh, all the North Mississippi, uh, Hill Country. Uh, it's anyway, the lineup's wonderful as always. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, lastly. Um, we talked about this benefit, but uh, we're getting this together right now. But uh, the Memphis Blue Society, we annually are having a benefit to raise funds for the Papa Don McMahon Musician Fund. Right. That we have collected money to help local, uh, actually, I'd say mid, I don't say Memphis, but Mid-South musicians. Sure. Blues musicians in need. So anyway, we're going to have this on Sunday, September 29th, 3 to 1030 over at Neil's Music Room. And I'll go over the, I will tell you who we have. What's, what's the date on it again? September. Sunday, September 29th. Okay. Yeah. Toward the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we, I mean, we've got five weeks to go. So um, right now we have confirmed Elmo in the Shades, David Daniels, the Soulbender, Loveland and Durham, Free World with Dr. Herman Green, Brad Webb and Friends, Robert Nighthawk Tombs and the Wampus Cats, Barbara Blue and her band, and then the Papa Don McMenz Blues Babies. Good God. Got, that's a hell of a, and that's working, not even filled up yet. No, we're, that's going to be a good night. That's going to be a hell of a show. That's going to be a good night. Yeah, it really is. So, And um, I hope we get uh, – I'm talking to Danny, Reba, and Wayne, so hopefully we can get their, if they're scheduled. <laughs> yeah, they're, so. they're out there chewing the fat <laughs> exactly. now. Yeah, hit them up here when we hit this so, tune. Yeah. But anyway, um, just kind of put that in your calendar. That's going to be a fun time, and it's all all the money raised goes to help uh, – or it goes to the Papa Don McMahon Fund. And that goes to help uh, blues musicians here in the Mid-South. If somebody gets so, sick or somebody unfortunately passes away, sometimes there's yeah, last there's, expenses there's that have to be done. A, Instead of doing like a, like a, like a flat-out fundraiser, which was, what, you know, eight to 1200 bucks, something like that, 800 to 1200 bucks. Yeah. you know. This way you've got a little bit of more leeway It helps because we have you. something available. Yeah. You can just um, stroke a check I and mean, be done. I mean, if there's yeah. an emergency – you can't very well get a, a benefit together, right? Even a GoFundMe, you can't just do that. Oh God, so. no! That's that's getting played out. But uh, yeah, yeah, please put that on your calendar. It'll be Sunday, September 29th over at Neil's. <clears throat> That'll be good. Um, as always, uh, please don't forget to tip. It's very important that you go out and support your local musicians. Uh, don't forget to tip. Uh, the calendar that I've gone over tonight is just a part of the calendar. If you'd mm -hmm. like to see the calendar complete, uh, learn more about the Memphis Blues Society what we do, the Papa Don McMahon Fund, volunteering, uh, go to our website. It's www.memphisbluesociety.com. Uh, thank you, Rick. You, you guys do the Lord's work. I, no, no, no it's, uh, if you want to be a volunteer and if you're looking for something to do, you, know, you, want, to, you want to get involved in something, go be, uh, go be a volunteer for the Memphis Blues Society because, first of all, you're going to have the best seat in the house. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Second of all, you're, you're, doing, you're doing something that's helping a lot of people. You may not really realize it at the moment. Yeah. It, uh, but it's, it's, it's solid, solid yeah, work. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. I, I don't even have words for it, but, uh, I mean, I know you're volunteering. You're not being paid, but 
being a part of it, the atmosphere, yeah. like you said, you may not see it right away, but, but your time is your volunteers is so critical. The time oh, that yeah. they put in to get these benefits pulled together and to, to get them off, it doesn't work without them. That's right, so and and to meet a, some of the critical. most incredible people you will ever oh, yes. oh, shake yes. hands with and and become you know it's lifelong cool. friends with. I've seen it happen. And, yeah, it is know. cool. It really is. Yeah, it's so. really cool. But, but thank you very much, Rick. Well, thank you, sir, thank you and and thank you for uh, bringing this so act in here tonight uh, with oh, man, uh, Reba and Wayne Russell and Danny Green. Um, we'll get back to them here in just a bit. We'll begin to wrap it up, and uh, also uh, next week, of course, R.L. Boyce with Sharina Boyce. That'll be a fun night. That's so be good. That'll, that'll, that'll be, be a big. Game. They're gonna basically be playing. He'll be playing live. Uh, I'll talk more if they want to have a band or not. Uh, if they may be bringing others. Well, we can. So, we got um, the house band. We can. We haven't had had them in around. Yeah. I'm sure Brad Webb might want to come play with him. And yeah, uh, so I'll talk to them this week. Um, and obviously they're gonna be promoting the uh, the picnics. So that's gonna be good. Well, yeah, and those picnics are so much. fun. There are so much. Oh, jeez! The food, drink, uh, the lineup they have is phenomenal. I mean, you want to see some great blues music? You need to check this out. Well, we're getting close to the end of summer, and those those little festivals, those little shows, are just going to start wrapping up here pretty yeah. quick. And yeah. uh, as we get into, there's a couple that happen in the fall, but as we get into wintertime around here, it kind of shuts down. Yeah. Aside from does. inside places like this joint, because in our wintertime here, we, we do pretty well. Actually, it's a good time for the musician to come in. So. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, because they're off the road and they're yeah. ready to, like, you know, hey, we want to do something. Well, come on by. Come say hey. Yeah, so, exactly. So that, that works out. <laughs> Danny's over here giving guitar instruction over to Stephen. <laughs> Oh, he's over here. Danny Green, Reba Russell, Wayne Russell's here. Wayne, how are you, buddy? How I'm are good. you? You okay? Yeah, he's alive. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you? I got it. Well, I tell you, I tell it's not well. for me. Uh, Lonnie Viar sent me a text, and he goes, "You know, tell Wayne to shut the fuck up because he hasn't. You know." Yeah. I don't know. Are you doing okay? Oh, Lonnie. Yeah. Yeah, you know Lonnie. Yeah. Uh, yeah over right. Weevil, W-E-V-L. Yeah. Um. Of course, you've you've been playing with your lovely bride for a long time, but uh, but you've been around as well too. You've uh, spent some I've been time around up. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we just discussing. We were talking about that. Yeah, were you really? Yeah, we were talking about uh, the seventies. Mm. All the seventies. That was a, a wild time. time, wasn't it? Yeah. All well, the free sex and like cocaine one could handle. I tell you, it doesn't seem like it's that long. I know, isn't it weird when you look back on it and go, man? That's, that's a question for God when you get to talk to him. Uh, how come my kids have all the energy and I want his time to go fast when you get older? Because <laughs> we keep looking forward to something else, I guess. I don't know what that is. but uh, So, so uh, how long have you, you and Reba been together? Uh, we've been married 33 years. Oh, well, congratulations. Uh, about a month ago. Oh yeah! yeah we, Happy we, anniversary! We were, we were yeah, together a little before. We then. were friends for a while before. Yeah, uh, I knew them before they got together. married. That's why. Yeah. That's one of them deals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah that's Ooh. one of them deals. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it. Was it was it was it music that got you guys together or? Uh, uh probably yeah, yeah, it was. I heard her singing. Uh, she was in Audubon Park. Playing yeah. acoustic guitar, sitting out like the, the hippies did. You know? Out there, out there in the greens ward there, and the, out there in the yeah. in the field, just sitting her on, her, a, on a, her good friend, and, uh, and then I ran into her again, and we just started playing a little music. Basically, I was in Wayne, between bands. Basically, Wayne just said, "I'll be happy to put a band together if you want to sing in it," and he that's what he did. 
Yeah, I heard her. I thought she he was would, his he, fault. Yeah. So <laughs> he was good. He was willing to move the 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 universe and the, and the earth together to build a band as long as you were in it. Kinda. That's love. That's what that is. But he, but he didn't love me then. He was just. <laughs> he didn't love me then. He just wanted to play some music. He was just he, some some bastard with a guitar. That's he, all he, he was. He just it's, thought I was a good singer. Well, he was right. Well, he was right. He's still right. You're well, a good so singer. She, she can blame it on Wayne. It's off Wayne's fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I was already doing it. So I that's where that. the root of this comes from, is what, yeah. what, what Wayne had thought. Yeah, we yeah. put together a band, been in a few bands since then. But uh, yeah. What was your first band? Oh, the first Our band. Our first band was what? Wild Rose? Or no, no, I'm talking about with us. With it? Yeah. Wasn't it? That was pretty. I thought it was visions? like Visions or, and Portrait oh, and Portrait. And then we we spent many years doing Reba and the Portables. Oh yeah, the Portables. Yeah, that portables. well, that's a hell of an act. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a family band. It was a lot of rustlers and in she, there. <laughs> a lot of rustlers. <laughs> a lot of rustlers. But Reba and the Portables. Yeah, we were together nine years. So, um, and then we've had a few more since then. But uh, were you always were you always playing bass on this whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'm the bass man. <laughs> Holding so, down the bottom end. So did you all start uh, with um, when Beale Street reopened with Run Boogie? Oh, good question. Yeah, when yeah, Beale we, Street reopened. We were it was... one of the first bands that played yeah. at Run Boogie. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. As the Portables. Well, was Run Boogie the first club that reopened uh, down there? Well, it was, I think Alfred's in Run Boogie and the so, old Daisy, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. Um. Little we're kind of the first things that were really kind of happening. And then... Because this was like mid-80s, wasn't it? 85, 86, somewhere in there? Yeah. And we played down there a lot. Um, and then... Uh, then, I, I can't remember what came first, if it was BB King's or... Um, Black Diamond. Black Diamond. About the same time. Um, and we started playing both of those places, too. And then we... I mean, we... Shoot, we spent 20-something years. Was this a steady gig down there? Was it like a residency type of thing down there for you guys? Well, sort of, kind of. I mean, we did do a B.B. King's thing. We, like, played Monday nights for, like, I don't know, a year or something like that. But we also played Run Boogie quite a bit. And then when Black Diamond, Bob Harding left B.B. King's and opened a club called the Black Diamond. Mm-hmm. And... When he was managing that club, everybody then wanted to work for Bob. Right. So we all started playing at his place. Yeah. And the money hasn't changed, has it? Well, no, actually, we <laughs> made great money. We made better money. You made better money back then, yeah. Yeah. Um, on Beale Street specifically because back then you had to go in the club. There was no, nothing, there was no, there was no outside the street, stuff. There was no outside liquor, none of that. If you went to Beale Street, you had to go in a club and pay co cover charge. But there were there were it. acts that played outside all the time. No, back, then. No. back in the 20s and 30s? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh uh, well, yeah. back then. I'm not talking about... I'm not saying that you were hanging around back in the 20s and no, 30s, but... I'm just saying... In the 80s... The new Beale Street. The new Beale Street. The reborn Beale Street. There was no there outside was no act. outside anything. No liquor outside, no music outside. Right. No speakers. You could have little yeah, speakers for that. what... Was in the club. Little, little car speakers and shit. You know, yeah. just sort of so you could sort of hear it. 
but there was not none of that was out there. And so they it, there was more money for yeah. bands at that yeah. point. I got gotcha. you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people were paying to go in. Yeah, so y'all got actually got a taste of the cover. Yeah, basically. I mean, we had a better. I mean, I don't know. We were playing. Hell, we were making. 750 bucks, 800 bucks at BB King's. Really? Yeah, on Monday night. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And 750 bucks on a Monday night yeah. on Beale Street. Yeah, and then we made probably made. What well, a fantasy people so. now would look at and go, what the hell? 650 or so at Rum Boogie. Yeah. Stuff like that. Now I know that it's you know 100 dollars a man or less for some people. It's um, but I think what 10 percent of the, the house bar bands make good like yeah. Barbara and. Free world and you know people yeah. like that. I think they do good. They do pretty well, yeah. yeah. But you know, for acts to just you know walk in and and, and play a club, it's ten percent of the bar plus tips. Where yeah. you been? Ten <laughs> percent of the bar. Well, that's the whole thing because we've had we've had we've had bands that come in and go. Yeah, I saw a lot more drinks come over that bar than what you're paying tonight. Look, man, I never asked for tips in my life in a band. Never had a tip jar. Really? Until. Maybe six six years ago or something. Really? I, we never did that. I had a guaranteed amount of money. Oh, so yeah, you played on a guarantee and then and, that was where it was at, yeah. And I didn't have to solicit for, you know, if people wanted to bring a ten up and ask you to play a song or something, that that was. And then and you go, all right, $10 for Mustang Sally. Somebody give me 50 to stop <laughs> playing it and not play it. Well, you know. I never true. did no, Mustang Sally only, either. Yeah. That was yeah. on the no playlist. Oh, yeah. That was a hundred dollar song. Yes, yes, sir. Very rarely. Very rarely. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that was a different time. It I was mean. a whole different thing on, on Beale Street, I'm just saying. When it first, and we played uh, Peabody Roof a bunch, we played a lot of those yeah. gigs like that. Do you, and, uh, do you have any uh, uh, gigs that you're, that you're working now? I mean, uh, no, I try to work as little as possible. <laughs> At this point in my life, no, seriously. Becky, love you, honey, but you gotta you gotta play to make some money. I know, I know how it well, works. Well, I do, I do a lot of studio work. Actually, I'm on a lot of records. I sing background vocals on lots of records, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. It is and, cool. And my band, like we're playing uh, the Hot August Blues. We play a few festivals a year, Reba Russell Band, and play club gigs and stuff. And right. Um, but I'm not out on the road anymore. I'm not really. Oh come on! Chasing. The road is so enticing. I kid. Yeah, but, I'm you not know. chasing too much anymore. Um, but really, my favorite thing is the studio work I've had the last four or five years doing background vocals. Is amazing work. I love doing that. It's probably my favorite thing. Did you ever see uh, Twenty Feet from Stardom? I never have seen it, but I think I know the oh movie, and I've seen God, pieces of video from the. Thing. And I, She's lived it. I yeah, you've lived it. When, and, and having having lived it, when you see this, it's it's going to be a first of all very very you know self affirmating. You know, you'll you'll go, oh, I get it. I totally understand this. Yeah. But at the same time, it kind of breaks your heart a little bit, you know, because that's you you really you will you will find a, a a sorority of people that you have worked with, and understand the 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 fears and the um, the tribulations that go with that, that with that type of work. Like it's the darker side of the industry, but yeah, it is a sorority or a fraternity. It is, it a, is a fraternity as well because yeah. you 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 know the people that have been through it, and you that you know right away when you go work with them whether they're who they are or not. Oh sure, you know makes a difference. And the and the film goes into where some of these girls had. 
they're going to branch off and do a solo thing. They're going to go be a star. And it doesn't work. And they find themselves back singing back up to the Rolling Stones. And they go, this is a, this is a great gig. What a good gig. Well, you know, Take I can say can I, was a, I was a front person, still am a front person for a long time. And I've had some, not huge success, but meet some medium success. And I'm now I've grown into the opposite. It's like nothing would please me more than not to be in the spotlight in the front and to yeah, be. Yeah, because I was going to ask you that. Be you, the side person. Oh my God! If what you had a choice, to be a side. Guy, would you would you, know? you be the lead? Would you be in the spotlight, or would you rather not sing back up? Back in the day, I would say lead every time. But at this point, I really enjoy harmonizing and being what? part of the band. Why is that? Why, why did that change happen? Take some pressure off. Um, yeah, take the pressure off, yeah. No, but I think it's also sometimes the front person or what. Just, there's so many expectations, uh, you know, back in the day and even worse now because I'm old, you know, I don't look pretty. Oh, please. You know, but really, seriously, I'm not some hot chick. You know, I'm an older That's woman. debatable. Um, and trying to uh, capture... It's easier to capture people musically than it used to be by being attractive. Um, so it's to me, the music's a whole different thing now in my head. You know, maybe it isn't to an audience, but in my head, it's like I feel like an idiot <laughs> singing about some relationship. But at the same time, you know, blues is not necessarily a young man's game. No, that's true. But it, but an older gentleman can talk about sex and wanting you and all that stuff till they're 90 years old and it plays well. I don't see that playing so well for older women singers. Then redefine it. Well, that's that's what I try to do. <laughs> that's what, and here we <laughs> yeah. get to the nut of it, pardon but, the pun. But, you know, I mean, just like that song I just I sang yeah. just a while yeah. back. You no, know? Let the women take over. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I have... But I just think musically, it is a joy. To, that brings me more joy to like back somebody else up, make somebody else sound brilliant. You know, the best they can be by helping that to happen as a backing backing vocalist. That is the single most honest answer I think I've ever heard in this room <laughs> from any artist. You know, to say that it that it means more to me to back somebody else up. Well, you know what. And it's really my passion right now. I mean, I would love to kind of change, like I was talking about changing careers. I'd love to be a producer or somebody like that. I've got two records coming out real soon that I co-produced. Yeah. And sang background vocals on. Sure, sure. And um, and I'm so proud of it, you know. Well, and you I'm should also be, proud yes. Of stuff that I don't produce that I sing background vocals on. Yeah. You know, um, it's... Well, it's still, it's still keeping a toe in the water, if you will. Yeah. You know, and still and getting I'm, to do the I'm things you enjoy. probably contributing more that way mm -hmm. than being the big la-ti-da on the front of everything. You know? <laughs> the big la-ti-da. Look at me. I'm the big la-ti-da. Uh, Danny, there's a song right there, the big la-ti-da. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna pass. Uh, we're gonna let it go. Um, we, we got we got time for a couple of tunes from you guys. Um, this Sunday night, we're gonna take it to church. This was on my first album. Oh Jesus! Back in 1978, uh, Don Nix and Lonnie Mack wrote this. 
You remember Lonnie Mack? Uh-huh, I do. Okay. Yes. And he was a Memphis guy, too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Okay. I met three angels on a rainy afternoon. They said, we'll give you shelter if you sang us a tune. I started talking, oh, then I played my guitar. Cause after all, that's what I came here for. And we sang, Glory, glory, hallelujah, up above. Glory, glory, Yeah, say yeah, because yeah, I want to mention that yeah, Joyce over here singing. She's been quiet in the back of the room the whole time, going, ah, what? In the background, way in the background. 
You're, you're that 20 feet from stardom that we were talking about. You know. About 40. Yeah, about 40, <laughs> about 40 feet. There's a little, little Leonard Cohen in that. Uh, he wasn't there. <laughs> no. No, he wasn't. That's just me. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Was it? Uh, was. Did you write that? No, it's Don Nix, Lonnie That's Mack Don Nix. Yeah, Don Nix yeah. and, and Lonnie. Lonnie Mack. Yeah. Wow. Mighty fine. Mighty fine. That was a good one. What was, uh, what was your, uh, who did you listen to when you were when you were young, when you were learning to play? Well, everybody went through Elvis at first, if you're as old as I am, and then the Beatles. And you go through all that. But then, Elvis first, then the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you listen to all that stuff. And with the 60s, the English thing, that they basically came over here and stole our music and went back and figured out how to sing it to them. <laughs> yeah. And then sold it back to us. It was, it was brilliant. It was, it was brilliant, you yeah. know. But uh, the band was a big influence. Well, Levon, yeah. Well, but even before I met him, I mean, just the fact five guys, I saw them, I skipped school and I was a junior in high school. And a friend of mine who's one of the best piano players I ever knew took me to, we went to St. Louis to see the band. Mm-hmm. And they only had the, the Big Pink album and the Brown album out. That's all that was out at the time. I didn't really know who they were. Right. But I was going, we're going, hell, we're going to St. Louis. And, you know, I'm a junior in high school. Hell, it's going to be fun. That's a road trip. Let's go, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they came out and played. They, matter of fact, we didn't know who they were, what they looked like. They came out. They had the, it was cold, wintertime, had the coats on. And we thought it was the roadies moving stuff around. We're in the Keel Auditorium. I remember a beautiful building. And uh, they picked up the instruments and started playing. And it was one guy on that stage. There were five people. But it was one voice coming off that stage. I never had seen anything quite like it. I know what you're talking about. And it just yeah. blew me away. The music, the musicianship, the way they gelled everything together, where they played around each other in the pockets, in the holes, and filled everything up. Very special moment when oh, that happens. Yeah, blew my mind. I was a fan from then on. Yeah, and Little Feet. I, I oh, like Little Feet. That's another. You know, <laughs> that's another one. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, back when I saw him with Lowell George. Matter of fact, they came to Memphis, played the auditorium. They needed a B3 organ, and people I worked with had one, so I had a van, so I said, well, I'll take it down there. Hell yeah, I'll take it down there, because I got to go in the back of the auditorium. Did you have there. to load that fucker by yourself? Not after I got down there, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had, it was on a, you know, on a dolly, so we got it in the van, and, yeah. Yeah, and I drove it down there. And uh, Bonnie Ray was opening for him. Oh, really? And, yeah, and then uh, and this Lowell George is still alive. He's with him. Sure. So this is the, the real little thing. This is a real deal, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I stood backstage beside Bonnie Raitt and just sat and listened to him when they out and played. Oh, my God. And it was, you know, it's like, it was a, she was as big a fan as I was just to watch the musicianship. So you got that back house sound, the real sound. Just, yeah. Y'all, yeah, yeah, we were on the side of the stage, yeah. Yeah, it was it was fun to say the least, and we got paid a hundred bucks for the organ, so <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> well, I didn't have to pay to get in. Man, I got the best seat. Now. Dude, back then a hundred bucks was a lot of, <laughs> a lot of money. money. Yeah, yeah that was, was a lot of money. Indeed. But you know, there's that thrill of being being a part of something that right that was that was very historic. And really, yeah. great female singer standing beside me. We chatted a little bit. No, you know what are you what are you gonna say? You know. Hey, how are you? I'm just here. I'm hey, how's it going? I'm about to open. I'm gonna listen. I do too. So you know, we just sat and listened. Yeah, a very cool moment. You know, that's awesome. Well, you get to keep those little memories. See, that's part, that's part of the, one of the reasons we do this dumb shit. That we do this <laughs> well, <laughs> I memories, would like to think know? it was a little bit more than that, Danny. It I was mean, delivering you know. an organ. That's what it was. <laughs> they rented our organ, man. But you're but, sitting down here tonight. You're not delivering an organ. You're 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 playing music. 
Uh, well, I'm just, I don't know why I thought of that, but you asked that was something that came well, up. You know? Well, yeah, because it, that had to have been incredibly inspirational for you. As oh, a, sure. As a, as a youngster. Took me and, into a whole different place. That's when I saw the band. I, I saw something that was possible I hadn't attained and didn't know if I ever would because those guys had played together so long. Oh, sure. But it was magical, you know. Yeah. It was a moment. Everything just lifted you up. It's like, whoa, we, where are we going now? Because it was, it was so good. It's not a band. It's not even a team. It's like there's a I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. There's like the this this gelatinous thing that is. Oh yeah, it's, it's its own real it, deal. You could feel it. Yeah. And if you understood it, you really appreciate it. Yeah. You know that's. So as a writer, how much of that did did that affect you? It t- kind of turned me in a different direction musically of what I wanted to do, and, and I started writing songs more like you know, I mean their early stuff. It's the old South, it's, you know, the, the night they drove old Dixie down. And a guy from Canada wrote that after a guy from Marvel, Arkansas, told him his version of it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. It makes you dig a little deeper, you know. I think that's it. You, you dig a little deeper because you try to achieve something that you, know, you now know is achievable, but it's going to take a long-ass time to get there. I've seen the lights from the Commodore Hotel, <laughs> yeah, which understandably kind of pisses them off a little bit. He's like, "No, it's in New York, goddamn it!" It's yeah. you know. Yeah, they didn't call it. They didn't call it right. They weren't in Memphis. <laughs> well, they headed to Atlanta, I think, or oh, Atlanta or something like that. I've seen the bright lights of Memphis, yeah. Commodore from the Commodore Hotel, yeah. and they were like, "What the hell?" You know? <laughs> yeah. They weren't into Peabody, that's for sure. Well, sure. But you know, that's I don't know. You see those kind of things, and it, it gave me a great deal of inspiration, and. Uh, and literally writing jingles is a lyricist. Well, it's a compact. Dream. That's not for sure. Not a dream, yeah. but it's man, it's a school. Oh yeah, because yeah. you got to take this big message and get it down to and you, so many, uh, and you yeah. put it together, but uh, really quickly. Yeah, and, and leave a little room for great, for an announcer. It's a school you know. for writing songs. Oh yeah, because you learn to work with words. Wayne. Say something, man. You killed me over here. <laughs> I'm listening to you. You're a good storyteller, Dan. Well, I appreciate that life, okay? <laughs> yeah, because this all started with Wayne, and he just kind of just ditched it off to Becky over here, and then it, you know wound up back over here, Danny. I, it's just uh, we we have we have time for another tune. Um, your last tune. This is the show closer. This is the this is where the pyro comes Take out. Home. This is Take where, home, Wichita. All right. Oh, Reba, come on, baby. Thank you for having us. We yes, appreciate sir. It. Well, thank you for coming. Uh, this is appreciate no, we appreciate you guys being here. Nine o'clock, like I thought I might. <laughs> yeah, upstairs, Reba going. This goes to eleven. Well, goddamn, I can't make it till eleven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I just got I just got home from vacation. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I, I feel you, baby. But you went to one of the greatest places in the I world. Did. I went to a, You went to Yellowstone. I went yeah. to a, heaven. Isn't it gorgeous there? Yeah, I hope that's heaven. And, and now I'll, go up there in around December, January, and go tell me what you think. Yeah, about well, it. that's true. That's true. But that's protected land. That's 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 our world. Praise God for that, because oh my yeah. goodness, it is a treasure. It's a treasure, a gem and a treasure. Absolutely. What you got uh, for us, honey? This is not a gem and a treasure. It's not. But it's it's is, my point of view. Is it gonna suck? It might. Okay, good. Come on it won't it. suck too bad. <laughs>
Instruments that are designed to kill fascists. Thank you so much for doing it. Very, very grateful to be here. Reba, we love you so very much. Wayne, thank you. We thank appreciate you. you coming down. Appreciate it. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Quiet over here. Danny Green, thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Um, you guys have any shows? I know you're, you guys are going to be in Kentucky. Uh, uh, this Saturday, the 24th or 25th, which whatever one that is. Hot August. Ken Lake. You have hot a hot August, August show? Festival. Yeah. Come on. Come on with it. Come on. Come on, be out. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful, great you, setting, wonderful music. The sun sets, 
into your face? <laughs> I think so. It's really cool. And there's a lake behind you. It's beautiful. It's a lake. It's beautiful. Boats yeah. pull up behind you. Yeah. Behind the stage. It is there a great go. party. Wonderful. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Danny, where are you playing? You got, you got uh, the next coming? gig I'm doing with my band is at Lafayette, September 10th. Fantastic. All right. We'll see you guys then. Peace, love. Thank you Thank so much. Appreciate we appreciate you guys coming down here tonight. Been getting to go too many nice hey, and join the Blue Society. Memphis Blue Society, that's where it's all at. My God, yes. Uh, Reba Russell, Wayne Russell, Danny Green in the show tonight. Thank you guys so very much. We'll see you all next time. Thank you. The proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved, and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com.